Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to The Blessed Journey and thank you for choosing to join me again this week. I must apologise in advance if it gets a little bit noisy throughout this recording. It's wild and stormy outside, so we have big gusts of wind and some rain forecasts, so who knows what we might get. We might even get some thunder and lightning in the next hour or so as well. Today we're going to dive into some rare and unique essential oils, each which I believe have a special place on this planet and a special role to play in our journey and in our spiritual growth. Now, first of all, a little bit of a fact. Not all plants around the world produce a smell. There is about 17,500 aromatic plants around the world. Of them, about 2,000 produce an essential oil, of which some produce two or more, such as the coriander or cilantro plant, the bitter orange plant, and so on, uh, the rock rose plant. And there's only about 300 essential oils out of those 3,000 that are available around the world that are commercially created. So there are a whole range of oils. And I think of, you know, I've got quite a vast collection now. And I look at my collection and go, I've got a lot. But when I think that there are 3,000 different essential oils that have been identified around the world, I've still got a bit of collecting to go. Now, many of us have our regular essential oils around our house. You might have some lavender, you might have some tea tree or some eucalyptus. But I wanted to take a deep dive into eight lesser known essential oils today. The reason I'm doing this is here in Australia at the moment, doTERRA actually has a release, a winter wellness sale. Uh, you know that I love my doTERRA essential oils. And these are eight oils that are available as part of this winter wellness sale. So they're kind of a limited edition oils. So really, really exciting to get your hands on. One of the challenges I find when people get their hands on a rare oil, because there's not as much information or literature or you know even websites that talk about these oils, you get them, you have a smell, you go, hmm, that's nice. And then it goes in your little oil box and it sits there. So today what we're going to do is we're going to dive into three different aspects of these eight oils. The first use is a proactive use. So this is one thing that I've really been trying to educate people on over the last few years about why essential oils are so powerful. We often treat our health reactively. And what I mean by that, and I was exactly the same in the past, we'd wait till something goes wrong and that's when we go to the doctor or the chemist, or you know, possibly Google, and try and work out what's wrong and how do I fix it up. By working with essential oils and other beautiful gifts of nature, what we do is we try and boost all the systems of our body and our overall health and well-being so that we don't get sick as often. It is a lot cheaper to look after yourself than to try and repair yourself when you've fallen sick. And I'm sure maybe for yourself in your own experiences or you know someone in your life who has 
you know, fallen quite ill and has gone around in circles trying to find a solution. So today I'm going to share with you a proactive way to use each of these eight oils. And I believe that every single essential oil that I have in my collection, every single oil that you have in your collection, every single oil that's in the doTERRA collection can be used once a week in one way or another. It can be rotated with other oils that may have similar properties, such as you can rotate your sleep oils. But just like we don't say, oh, you've got to eat your tomatoes every day, we say you've got to eat your vegetables every day. You want to get a little bit of different things each and every day, and this is going to benefit you. So I'm going to talk about how to use the oil proactively every week, regardless of your state of health. I'm also going to give you some tips on experiences either I've had or other people I've spoken to or worked with that have used the oil for a reactive response. So that means, oh, got a bit of a sniffle. I use this oil, helped greatly. And then of course, we're gonna dive into the metaphysical properties as well. The final point I wanna share with you as well is where a plant grows matters. And we're gonna get two illustrations of that today. You see, doTERRA sources their plants from 40 countries around the world. And one of the reasons they do this is they try wherever possible to source it from where the plant is native. Let's just say, for example, I have some lavender seeds or seedlings. And maybe I plant some here in my home country of Australia. And maybe I plant some in the United States. And then I plant some in France and Bulgaria, when, where it's actually native. And... When that plant grows up, and then we steam distill the flowers, the essential oils from the Australian, the American, and the European oil, or from the plants, will be totally different. And time and time again, when we put a plant in its native country, or its native area, in its real soil, as nature intended in its natural climate, we get the superior oil. So that's going to be one point that I really want to kind of share with you today, and you'll see that demonstrated when we talk about a couple of oils. The other thing I will say before we dive into our first oil, if you're interested, starting in just a few days' time on the 16th of June, or you can jump in late if you're a bit late listening to this podcast, I'm offering a mentoring program. Now, this is a really simple mentoring program, and it's based on 10 rare oils, so some of the ones that we talk about today and some others as well. And it shows you how to use them in your daily life for the benefit of your body, your mind, and your spirit. It includes just getting a voice memo once a day, and then you listen to that, and you use that oil in a way to learn how to use it and get it into your daily habit. So there are oils that you need that I recommend to people using every day. You know, frankincense, rose, copaiba, lemon, all very beneficial to be using every single day. But every other oil in your collection. I think you can use it proactively in one way in your life. So we're going to dive into that today. And if you're interested in that mentoring program, check out the details in the show description. And please reach out to be more than happy to you know, answer any questions or have you join us. And it's 15 Australian dollars for 30 days. Pretty good value, I think, anyway. Okay, so let's commence with our first oil. And we're going to look at an oil known as Kananga. Now, Kananga you may or may not have heard of, but it's actually very closely related to another quite popular essential oil, Ylang Ylang. In fact, they are exactly the same species. So their Latin name for both is Kananga odorata, and the Kananga oil is a different subspecies known as 
Kananga odorata macrophylia. So, what makes these oils different? Well, ilang-ilang oil is traditionally found in Madagascar, whereas Kananga essential oil is found in Indonesia. So here we have same plant, but when it's moved around the world or grown in different places around the world, it's actually, its chemistry has slightly changed. So ilang-ilang is this beautiful, very seductive, very pleasure-invoking um, essential oil and has this beautiful kind of floral, um, seductive aroma. And Kananga has a very similar aroma in that way. But where it's really quite exciting is in its chemistry. It's high in something called beta-caraophylline. Now, beta-caraophylline is probably most well-known to be in another essential oil known as copaiba. And copaiba is renowned for being very calming for the entire body and the mind as well. So I know a lot of people who have worked with copaiba um, and had a great amount of success with pain, with nerve damage, uh, with headaches, with sleep, with anxiety, and a whole range of different things. Whenever the body has been kind of overstimulated or over-agitated, copaiba seems to have worked wonders for them. So kananga also has this beta-carophylline in it. So what we have here is we basically have this yellow flowered essential, uh, an essential oil from a yellow flower, which smells like ylang-ylang, but works like copaiba. That's a really powerful and pleasurable combination. So there are a few different ways that I recommend using Kananga proactively. The first way is remember all floral oils are really good for the top layer of the skin, the epidermis. So I'd recommend keeping a bottle of Kananga in your bathroom and when you do your nighttime skincare routine, when you're about to put your moisturizer on, pop a drop of Kananga in your hand and mix that with a moisturizer and rub that over your face. And that's gonna really help to give you more smoother, cleaner, clearer looking skin. But what I also love about Kananga, Kananga and Alang Alang are both really great for helping get a good night's sleep. Now, where they work slightly differently to oils like lavender or vetiver or Roman chamomile that relax the body, I really find Kananga and Ylang-Ylang both work really well to shut down the mind. So if you're having one of those nights where you're like, shut up brain and just go to sleep, that's where Kananga is really good. But even before you're having a restless night, you can use Kananga as well, not only in your skincare at night, and you're going to breathe that in, that's going to help to relax you, but popping it in the bedtime diffuser rubbing it on the soles of the feet with maybe a cream or a fractionated coconut oil or another carry oil and up and down the spine starts to communicate to the body it's time to go to sleep and gives it that beautiful beta-carophylline which calms down the body throughout the night as well. So either in your skincare or in your bedtime routine is a really great way to proactively use Kananga. Reactively, what I've found, Kananga is really great for people that are under a lot of nervous tension or a lot of stress, suffering from a bit of anxiety. And often, you know, I in the past, prior to working with doTERRA, used to get really bad eczema. And I found that that normally flared up after times of um, stress or a lot of exertion or just having a really busy timetable and schedule. So I find Ilang Lang is really good to bring in, to help you sleep, to help you relax, to just bring in that calming energy when you are overwhelmed. But if we can work with Kananga before we get to that state, hopefully we don't end up in that state 
in in the first place. So what about Kananga as a metaphysical essential oil? Does it have its advantages? Well, yes, it definitely does. Kananga, you know, we, is really... The gift of Kananga, I find, is delight. And I think when you even hear that word, it almost puts a little smile in your face. You know, we know that negativity and pessimism are contagious states that really can drag you down, down into the depths of despair and disease, and we can get down into these pity parties, especially with other people, if we're around other people that kind of live in that state as well. Kananga really does help to um, dispel those really kind of dark thoughts or pessimistic thoughts and brings in um, a bit more joy. It really helps to open your up your eyes up to the beauty that exists in the world and see the different pleasures that are around. Remember that humans are many making machines. We decide what's good and bad, and Kananga is just a bit of an attitude shifter in that way. You know, Kananga has a very childlike energy, I find, and often we, you know, we think of being childish as an insult. But to awaken our childlike nature and be a bit more playful, that means that we experiment, we dance with the possibility of new concepts. As adults, we often become scared to step beyond our comfort zone. But Kananga kind of calls to your inner child and asks the inner child to come out and play and, and enjoy more in life, engage more in life in that way. So if you start working with Kananga, it works really well with the solar plexus chakra. It will really give you that confidence to get out and shine, to fearlessly embrace creating, um, you know, diving into slightly uncomfortable or new um, experiences and meeting new people and seeing what happens. Um, Kananga also gives you like that boldness of a child as well. You know, when we look at children, they, until they learn to be scared of different things, they can be quiet. You know, they're not scared of failing. They're not scared of being lonely. You know, Kananga is great with possessiveness. It helps with inferiority complexes. Um, it just nurtures the heart to open and just be a lot more compassionate, a lot more trusting, a lot more open. So if you feel that you've kind of become a bit stuck in your comfort zone, or maybe even stuck in your own rigid opinions and beliefs, then Kananga is going to really help. You know, with our beliefs, we often become rather proud of our opinions, unwilling to question or feeling threatened when someone else disagrees with them or challenges our point of view. And Kananga brings in that flexibility, that curiosity of kids like, oh, why? You know, kids are always asking why, why? As adults, we, we feel we, we've got the answers now. I don't want to know them. But as soon as we stop questioning, we stop growing, we stop evolving. And Kananga's going to really bring that through. So overall, I find Kananga brings you back to a state of optimism, gets you out of the darkness, bring, helps you to be courageous, bold, to step out of your comfort zone, to question your beliefs, to evolve, and socially to, to play and to dance and to flirt with people. And flirt, I'm not putting a, a romantic or a sexual connotation in that necessarily. I'm putting it more from a flirt with life and more be playful. That, that you know, in, encourage people to be part of the fun of life and part of your fun. And that could be make you a really engaging and attractive person to hang out with. So Kananga is great in that way. I love using Kananga on that solar plexus chakra to really bring that playful spirit. And it's really great maybe if you're feeling a bit of social anxiety and a bit scared about going somewhere that you're not going to know anyone or you don't know too many people or you're worried about what other people think. Kananga is going to be absolutely beautiful in that way. So let's move on to our next oil, which is caraway essential oil. Now, caraway 
as a spice or a herb has been used for generations and generations and generations. In fact, there are archaeological digs that have found some food remains with caraway seeds within them. So for a long, long time, our ancestors have known the virtues of caraway. As an essential oil, caraway is very great for the digestive system. So for a proactive manner or, or approach for caraway, I encourage having a couple of drops of caraway throughout the week, a regular basis kind of thing. So what I love to do is I love to grab veggie caps, which are these vegetable cellulose caps that are empty, and you slide them open, and you can pop some different drops of essential oils in. And I'll have a couple of drops of caraway um, of several times a week with one of my main meals, and I'll have those um, that veggie cap straight after with my other supplements and so on. So that is just an overall maintaining of my digestive system to give it all these good things that are found in the caraway essential oil. When I would really encourage someone to work with caraway is definitely in that if you are having digestive issues. And I actually found this great um, passage from a 17th century writing talking about caraway. And it said something along the lines of caraway helps to get rid of the foul wind within men. So basically flatulence. So caraway is great for flatulence. It's great for um, farting. Um, that is, fa- sorry, I meant to say burping. Flatulence is fighting, Adam. <laughs> so anything where you're just feeling a bit bloated or congested in that way, that's where caraway is going to be absolutely great. It's also been found to be really beneficial for oral health as well. So getting just one drop of caraway and popping it on your toothbrush and then putting your toothpaste on and brushing your teeth can be really quite beneficial as well. Really nice to help give you fresh breath. Caraway as a metaphysical oil. Well, this has a long history of protection and cleansing. Now, this is really interesting. There are a whole range of oils that are available that are very good for cleansing. You know, we think of eucalyptus, we think of lemongrass, we think of tea tree, and then there are very protective oils as well that kind of enwrap something in being guarded and protected. However, there are only two oils that I have found in my experience that actually help with both the ability to cleanse, and the ability to protect. The first one, the better known one, is frankincense, but caraway is the second. So the gift of caraway is consecration, and when we consecrate something, we basically cleanse and remove all unwanted energies from it, and then bless it and pour our energy into it and give it our love and protect it. So caraway really brings in this power of consecration. In the past, caraway, either as an oil or as a plant extract or as the seeds or the fruits, have been used to protect. So ways that it can be used is, you know, in the past, I used to leave the seeds under babies' cots to protect the babies from demons and all these kind of ghastly things. But we can kind of bring that energy through to our present day and protect our spaces, our homes, from detrimental or destructive energies by you know spritzing or diffusing caraway around it's also been used to protect your relationships and especially to stop um, infidelity and there's a bit of a practice of brushing your teeth with a bit of caraway or putting a bit of caraway essential oil in your mouth and then kissing your lover this is said to strengthen the bond between lovers and also you know the Greeks believe that two souls unite when we kiss. 
And Caraway really steps in here and kind of brings that bond closer and can be used powerfully to, to bring a deeper connection in relationships as well. Taking advantage of that protective attribute of caraway, they say that putting a drop of caraway essential oil in your wallet or your purse helps to guard against theft and you know unwanted loss of money, and also popping a couple of drops on your front doorstep, maybe on your doormat, also guards against unwanted uh, visitors. There is also a tradition of using caraway essential oil for helping um, to get rid of little mishaps. Or when you start to think, uh oh, something's gonna go wrong. Caraway helps to guard against something small, escalating and snowballing into a major tragedy. In fact, you know, if you believe or other people would believe that sometimes mischievous and playful fairies or gnomes will start to do little things to kind of play around and play tricks on you because they're bored or whatever reason and motive they have. And it is said that caraway they don't like the smell of caraway, so it actually wards off those little mischief bringers. Now, that, that being said, if you are looking at connecting more with the Fey Realms or with the Gnome Realms, Caraway may not be the essential oil to use at that time. Caraway works really well with the Sacral Chakra. It can help us more with, uh, I guess, forming intimate relationships. It can work really well um, in romantic relationships as well. It's really great for um, supporting anyone who feels, that, you know, they, when they're in relationships, they, they tend to be a bit fickle or they're hot and cold and they're not too sure. And this sometimes has a basis in having a bit of an unstable childhood and tending to sabotage relationships later in life when all is going well. Um, so caraway can be used to help to help to feel comfortable around people and, and to work out where you stand and to stand in that those feelings and open up to that person and not to feel um, scared or the need to draw back or anything like that as well. There is also, I, I found that it um, has a particular reputation for protecting men from overbearing women. And I know that, you know, there is a lot of um, attention given to women that are in abusive relationships and that pr- would be my guess, my uneducated guess right now, that is the majority, but there would be, in some cases, um, men that are you know, trapped in relationships mentally, financially, in that type of way, and caraway has actually helped to protect them as well. So caraway, great for you know, around the home, great for the sacral chakra, great for meditation, great on the front doorstep, everywhere. A really, really valuable essential oil, which can help you to digest your life and to deal with life as you feel more empowered and know exactly where you stand and willing to commit to relationships uh, and even relationships with money. Caraway can help you to feel comfortable with money in that way as well. The next oil I wanted to talk to you about is dill essential oil. Now this is gifted from the seed of the plant and this is another digestive essential oil. Proactively, pop that one next to your caraway and pop that in a veggie cap a couple of times a week and enjoy the benefits of that as well. Now, if you don't have veggie cats, what you can do is just do a drop or two of um, a couple of oils in a little shot glass of water and have that with your meal as well and receive the benefits that way. So that's how I'd recommend using dill on on a weekly basis just for your overall digestive health. Of course, we always want to look after our digestive system. I remember some great training I did with a gentleman by the name of Boyd Truman. He is the creator and teacher of a protocol or series of protocols called Symphony of the Cells, 
which empowers people to use essential oils to help them tackle different health challenges, um, both physical, mental and emotional, um, with, using different essential oils in different ways. So check out symphonyofthecells.com if you're interested in learning more about that. Why I bring him up is he, in that training, talked about the importance of the digestive system. And we often think of the digestive system as being, you know, its function is to break down food, to digest food and get nutrients into the body. But as we come to understand the digestive system more, we're learning more that it has many different roles. In fact, there are more neural pathways going from the gut up to the brain than the brain down to the gut. So the gut really has a strong voice and it can have an impact on our immunity, on our mood, on our sleep, and many other aspects of our body as well. Boyd Truman refers to the gut as mum. And there's a bit of an old saying, if mum ain't happy, no one's happy. So we want to keep our digestive system happy. And using oils like caraway and dill can definitely help to do that. Now dill, from a reactive point of view, is really great when you are having some digestive challenges. And the aroma of dill has been found to stimulate both the salivary glands and the stomach juices as well. So if you find that there's an issue in that aspect of your life, then dill's going to be absolutely amazing for that. Dill is also high in linalol, or has a significant amount of linalol. Linalol is what makes lavender relaxing. So it is a bit of a unique smell, and it's going to be to each their own in this case, but diffusing or even rubbing on your feet or up and down your spine with a bit of dill can help to get a better night's sleep as well if you are having a bit of restless sleep. You may want to combine this with something like maybe a lavender, maybe cedarwood or vetiver or something to kind of dull down its aroma or, or mask its aroma, but give it a whirl. I actually, when my partner's not home, I love dill in the diffuser at night, um, so I, I really play around with it. Or if I'm traveling, then dill sometimes goes in the diffuser just for something really different as well. So a really nice sleep oil as well as a nice digestive oil. Of course, with these herbs and spice oils like caraway and dill, you can also use them in your cooking. Um, not that I'm a big cook, but one little tip I will offer you is don't pop essential oils in early on in making a dish like a sauce or something like that. You want to do them near the end because as we heat different foods, that obviously takes away some of the therapeutic benefits of the oil. So as late as possible, you know, when the final, when the sauce is cooling down or something like that, pop your oil in then. The great thing about essential oils is they last a lot longer than dried herbs or fresh herbs, and they're a power punch of nutrients in there as well. One final tip I would recommend is when adding essential oils to food, don't drop them directly into the food. Ideally, drop them into a spoon and then stir the spoon through. The reason being some essential oils, maybe caraway, maybe dill, but you know, oregano is at the beginning in time, really potent and dominating oils. And one drop is often enough. Now, if a second drop comes in, then I've heard of people having to throw out bruschettas and, you know, Neapolitan sauces and all the different things because it's just too much oregano. So try that little tip when it comes to cooking as well. So we can use dill essential oil in flavoring different foods. Dill is often associated with fish and different seafoods, or even a drop of dill in tea at night could be a nice way to drink um, and soothe the body, help you get ready for rest as well and get you into that sleeping manner, as well as it does um, give you a bit of an immune boost I've found as well. So really great in that way. So what about dill 
as a metaphysical oil. Does it have any benefits? Of course it friggin' does. Now remember that dill being a seed oil, all seed essential oils awaken a potentiality within us. They awaken something that often lays dormant within us. They germinate that. And with dill, it's very much about awakening your ingenuity or your intelligence, your ability to find your own answers. A lot of the time, we're running around and we're trying to ask everyone else what they think and what should we do when we often know what we need to do and dill being that relaxing oil just says, hey, 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 you know what to do. If I could give you an analogy, if you've ever taught a young child to read and they're learning to read and they get to all the, they're reading perfectly and then they get to a big word and then they just go, what's that? And you're like, no, 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 come on, sound it out. You know how to work it out. And they sound it out and they work it out. And that's exactly what Dill does. Not just with reading, but with you and life. You're like, oh, I don't know. What, let, let me ask a question. Dill's like, hold on. Slow down. You know this answer. Come on. Work it out. And awakens that ingenuity. So th- I, that analogy I was actually teaching last night. And, and that came up. And I, I really feel that that encompasses the energy of Dill really, really well. Um, Dill has a long, long history of being used um, around the world, like by the ancient Egyptians, to also helping to ward off evil spirits and to prevent ill-intending visitors. Um, The Greeks and the Romans used it for drawing wealth and good fortune, Um, and it's often sacred to many key deities, including uh, Dionysus, Bacchus, and Adonis as well. So Dionysus and Bacchus, uh, this was the god of wine and frivolity and, you know, having a bloody good time. So this can be a really great freeing oil when we when we work with it as well. Um, dill really helps to bring fresh perspectives, clears the mind, gives you a bit more energy and vigor to your day. So just inhaling it really kind of helps inspire you. It kind of gives you a grateful heart. Um, you know, when you're feeling that you're kind of facing a bit of monotony in your life and trooping through the days and it's getting a bit boring, then this is a really great one for helping to, you know, turn life a bit more exciting and find new ways to do things that are a bit more invigorating to you as well. Dill also is an oil that helps you navigate life's hiccups um, when ongoing things keep happening. It really helps you to connect with your higher realms of consciousness and break patterns and work out what you need to do to change in that way as well. Again, you always have the answers. You can also work with Dill when you've lost interest in learning. Whether you're a student attending school or an adult that just has no more appetite for exploring the world to a greater degree. Basically, Dill really ignites a sense of wonder, encouraging you to marvel at even the smallest daily miracles that unfold around you. Furthermore, dill really supports you in digesting and integrating information and is great for getting the two hemispheres of the great brain to communicate with each other as well. Um, So I really, really love this essential oil for helping to be a bit more playful in life, but also it's been used as a popular ingredient in love potions and elixirs as well. So you can take a dill bath that you make yourself um, you know, pop a couple of drops of dill in, in water, and that is said to make um, you irresistible. Or you can make love charms or love blends and dress in them and that type of thing as well. Again, dill is a definitely a unique aroma. I don't know if I'd smell someone who smells dill and go, hmm, I want a piece of that. But maybe a drop of dill with some other more kind of floral oils or wood oils or more seductive oils, um, you're still getting that magic 
of dill in there. So dill is a really amazingly magical essential oil to work with. When it comes to the chakras, dill for me is definitely a third eye chakra oil helping you to unlock answers and understand the world in a greater way. Moving on to our next oil is hinoki. Now hinoki is gifted from a variety of cypress trees. Now cypress trees are very generous trees. Many of them will offer essential oils from their leaves, whereas others will offer it from their wood. Some cypress wood oils that you may have heard of include arborvitae, nutka, and then we have hinoki. So hinoki is a Japanese cypress, and it is a tree that in the country of Japan is revered and respected because it grows so upright and thus the wood is absolutely amazing for creating um, buildings for its lumber. And often you'll find hinoki is used for spiritual uh, monuments and buildings and pagodas and shrines and so on. And so you'll find in Japan the, um, the, the chopping down of hinoki trees is monitored very closely by the government and it is a bit of a, you know, it, it's to make sure that these trees are, have a long history and uh, never become threatened. A little side note, so we're thinking, oh, wood essential oils like these hinokis and cypresses and cedarwoods and so on. Are we chopping down trees just so you and I can have essential oil? Well, with doTERRA, no, they're not. What they're actually doing is there is obviously, when there is a demand for these woods, there is forestry plans in different countries that, you know, grow them from seedlings or, you know, it, it's managed in different ways beyond what my understanding is. But when we are chopping those trees and logging those trees and then they are turned into wood and planks and whatever other shapes they need to be, there's sawdust that's created. And doTERRA takes the hinoki sawdust, steam distills that, and that's where we get the amazing essential oil. So this is a byproduct that would probably just be kind of chucked away or, or not given much use. But if it's steam distilled, it can then actually be gift us this amazing essential oil. Hinoki has a couple of different uses that I would encourage you to use it every day. First of all, um, you might want to put it in your main area, near your main diffuser in your home. And it's a really nice one to diffuse in the afternoon. You've heard me talking about Shinrin-yoku and forest bathing and the benefits of being out in nature and the benefits of bringing aspects of nature into the home. And big conifer trees. So these are our cypresses, our cedars, our junipers, our spruces, our firs, our pines. These essential oils are all really great for bringing in that forest energy into our home and helping both the body and the mind to relax and feel a bit more peace. So at the end of a big day, hinoki in a diffuser can be absolutely beneficial. Even in the diffuser at night can be absolutely amazing to help you get a good night's sleep. Being a wood oil as well, I'd really encourage you to start popping a drop of hinoki in your hands, rub your hands together, and rub that with the moisturizer into your face as well. Now I find I just do one drop of essential oil, but I mix it around. So I said the same with kananga. Maybe you might do kananga one night, and hinoki the other, and go backwards and forwards, and thus you're giving the skin different nutrients and helping it to be at its absolute best. So from a reactive point of view, when would you reach for your hinoki? Well, hinoki is a, such a relaxing essential oil. So whenever you're feeling really stressed, I would start using this, diffusing it, having a bath with it would be absolutely amazing. One of the key chemical constituents of hinoki is alpha-pinene. We find alpha-pinene in many different essential oils. 
And a lot of research has been done on alpha-pinene and has found it's really beneficial for many systems of the body. From my experience, really good for the respiratory system. So if you're having any issues with your respiratory system, it's great for that. And it's also really great for giving you an immune boost. So here in the Southern Hemisphere, as I look out the window, I can see winds blowing trees everywhere and rain falling. And that really, you know, that's a time when our immune system is a bit more compromised because of the colder weather. And if you start to feel a bit of sniffles, then maybe up the amount you're using Hanoki, um, either aromatically, diffusing it, or topically actually on your body. And really nice as a bit of a massage as well. So where do we look at Hanoki in this metaphysical realm? What's its kind of gift there? Well, the gift it brings us is wise words. Now I want you to really think about that it's renowned for that growing straight and strong. And so it helps us to be, when we get its essential oil, it brings that Zen energy, that very peaceful energy, but that very direct energy at the same time. I find Hanoki is a beautiful oil, as are many of the Cypress oils, for the throat chakra. And it really helps you to communicate clearly. What happens is Hanoki gives you kind of that ability to stay calm and thus speak what you what you truly need to say. You know, we've all been flustered or nervous at some time in our life, and what comes out of our mouth is not what we wanted to say. And Hanoki brings that kind of composure and that poise to be able to express our um, our words clearly and how we're feeling. And of course, you know. Each word we speak creates the world that we're going to live in. How we speak to other people will depend and and have a say on how they react and behave and treat us in the future. And also, you know, every every word is like, I always think of every word we speak, it's like throwing a seed um, down the pathway and we'll continue to walk along that pathway. And those seeds will either germinate into beautiful flowers or they'll germinate into weeds and We do that with every word we speak to ourselves, to other people, and out to the universe as well. So Hinoki helps you to be a bit more clearer with that as well. Also, you know, as we start to align our thoughts and then our words and our deeds and that, then um, there's no disharmony in our energy. If we're thinking one thing and doing another, or we say one thing and do another, this brings a, a lack of alignment, and Hinoki helps to bring all these in together. And then what happens is you can really work with Hinoki to be direct with the universe and straightforward with the universe and bring discipline in your behavior to bring what you want in a manner that doesn't feel forced or militant, more just kind of clear, really great in that clarity as well. Um, You can also call on Hinoki to help you discover the power of speaking softly. You see... We often think that, you know, if I need to get a point across, I need to yell or I need to raise my voice. But often, soft-spoken and gracious people have this strength and this majesty that is far more appealing and attractive to people rather than people that are yelling and screaming. And so, in time, if you can learn how to master to speak clearly, but with, I guess, um, you know, clarity and conviction then that, people are going to feel more comfortable around you. People really like convic- uh, conviction in that way. We all know what happens when someone starts yelling or having a tantrum or gets angry at us. What do we do? We recoil. We step back from that or it brings out the worst in us. So Hinoki really helps you to, you know, to communicate in a really powerful way, to speak wisely 
and to consider the impact of your words. So a really beautiful oil to help you feel peace and then express that peace out into the world. I was actually, just before I started recording this, I was kind of flicking through reels on Instagram for a couple minutes while I ate my breakfast, and Will Smith was talking about that we don't seek pleasure, we seek peace, and that happiness comes with peace, not with pleasure, and that too much pleasure can actually be over-agitating to the body, which is an interesting concept to kind of toy with and contemplate in your mind. And Hanoki is definitely in that realm of creating more peace in your life, and through that peace, you can bring, you can generate happiness. So really great essential oil that I'd encourage you to work with. So those are our first four essential oils that we're exploring today. We're going to take a short break and return and explore four more amazing rare gifts from Mother Nature for her, her essential oils. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. Today we're exploring eight different essential oils that are a little bit rarer. And you may have them in your collection, you may not yet. But one thing I really wanted to bring home is different ways to use them, both proactively, so on a regular basis to boost your overall health and well-being, reactively. In certain cases, these oils can be really great. And also metaphysically, how do we use them on that spiritual realm as well? So we've already explored Kananga, Caraway, Dill, and Hinoki. And now we're going to move on to Kumquat. Kumquat, of course, is part of the citrus family. It's kind of like a large olive-shaped looking fruit um, and has that beautiful orange color. Now, kumquat is a really interesting citrus fruit because it's different from pretty much all other citrus fruits where we normally use the pulp or the fruit, the inside, for the good part and the rind is kind of thrown away and not really used. Whereas with kumquats, the rind is actually quite nice and is used in different things such as marmalades, whereas the fruit inside is considered not very tasteful at all and very rarely used. So it's a bit of a reverse of roles there in the kumquat fruit. Now, why I'm really fascinated with kumquat essential oil, it's high in limonene, which is really, really great, and we'll talk more about that at the moment. But there's over a 100 other constituents in it, and about half of them are not found in any other essential oil in the world. So I think there's some little gold nuggets in kumquat. And because this is an oil that, to the best of my knowledge, Doterra was the first to distill it, I think there's going to be more discoveries about this essential oil and some possible great attributes of it as time goes on. But let's dive into what we do know about it today. First of all, being a citrus oil, it's really great. I would recommend keeping this one in your kitchen and... As with all the other citrus oils, I love to enjoy a drop of them in my water. It gives it more flavor. There's some health benefits, I find. um, And it just allows you to drink more water, especially, you know, we're nearly at the summer, uh, sorry, the winter solstice here. It's cold, it's murky, drinking water is a little bit hard. But when it's got these beautiful flavors, you're really encouraged to do that. So that's a proactive way. And it is a really great one. Citruses and that limonene is renowned for helping to support especially our immune system. So this is where I would be when you are feeling a little bit lousy. You could definitely start adding kumquat to um, your your beverages, your food. uh, Really great like that. It's also a really nice one for cleaning surfaces. You can use it for that. And so when you're feeling sick, it kind of uplifts the mood and it's kind of calming, but yet uplifting. Remember with citrus oils, they're uplifting. 
Now, this is different from energizing like mints are. Mints are energizing and wake you up, whereas citrus oils will lift the mood. So you can actually use kumquat and all other citrus oils day and night to just boost your mood in one way or another. But where I get really excited about kumquat essential oil is how it dances in the metaphysical world. And this idea of the reverse with the rind being the good rather than the fruit or the pulp really comes into a lot of its energy. Now, kumquats, they're, they're native to Asia and the Asia-Pacific region, and they've got a long history. They actually appear as early as the 12th century in Chinese literature. And they've been revered in Chinese medicine for their therapeutic benefits, and they often peak, or the peak of their harvest is around Chinese or Lunar New Year. And so the fruits and the leaves are often given as gifts of, to symbolize good luck and fortune. And so because the fruit represents this, so does the essential oil that it gives us as well. So Kumquat is a great essential oil to work with to manifest new opportunities and abundance into your life. Because of his really uplifting spirit, he really helps you to step into a vibration of gratitude and openness, willing to accept what the universe has to offer for you. He's also really good for ensuring that you don't sabotage your success with um, you know, thoughts or feelings or words or actions that just aren't in alignment. So the interesting thing and why I really love Kumquat as an abundance essential oil is just like the fruit, expect the unexpected, Kumquat encourages you to look for or to be open to opportunities and good fortune beyond what you expect. So let's just say that you need to make an extra $100 a week. And what you probably, the, the first rationale would be, well, if I work a few more hours, I'll make that more money. But you can work, you can set that intention out to the universe while working with Kumquat and then just look for different things. You could be, you know, you may get a tax return. You may win a lottery ticket uh, or, or, or win the lottery or something like that, where there's these unexpected twists and turns where people will, you know, someone might want to rent the spare room of your house, all these different types of things. Um, so look for the unexpected. So if you're feeling stuck in any way in your life and you're like, I don't know how to manifest, you know, new friends, uh, some more money, better health, you know, some form of abundance or fortune, then work with Kumquat and then just be open to the unexpected, which is really, really exciting about this as well. Um, Kumquat is just beautiful to help you to explore um, any kind of inner pain or worry or suffering that you've been experiencing. Um, it also helps you to stop feeling the need to always show this cheerful um, attitude or a cheery personality. Be, when it's being totally inauthentic. You know, you get those some people that doesn't matter what's happening to them, they're always blooming smiling. And often I find, when you know, they just need a good hard poke and, and there's tears and they're holding back a lot of pain and that type of thing beneath that. Now, I'm not saying that we need to be miserable all the time either, but Kumquat helps you to kind of bring things up to the surface and be honest and a bit more authentic about where you're at rather than that inauthentic, merry sunshine, everything's a-okay. So it really encourages, I guess, authenticity, vulnerability, and honesty. And this can be, you know, some people even in their closest relationships feel scared to actually admit or, you know, open up about how they're feeling. And Kumquat can really, really help you in that way as well. So with Kumquat, it brings to the surface things that we keep hidden, and it helps us, to, it brings into our lives unexpected things as well. 
So it's basically an oil that brings to the surface things that we didn't think we'd see. So a really beautiful essential oil. As I said, I'm also really excited about it physically because of those unknown chemical constituents that probably haven't been researched um, very much at all. There's probably some real magic from Mother Nature right there and there. So Kumquat essential oil, another really fun thing about Kumquat essential oil is if you try and say it really fast, my record is seven times without mucking up. So what I mean by that is going, kumquat, 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 kumquat. No, see, I'm only three or four now. <laughs> That's something to practice at home. Okay, moving on to our next oil. Our next oil is Ravent Sara. So I'll spell that for you. R-A-V-I-N-T-S-A-R-A. Now Ravent, this will get a little bit confusing. So put your concentrating hat on for a moment. There are two oils that are both native to Madagascar. One is called Ravent Sara, which we're going to talk about today. And the other one is called Raven Sara, which is like raven like the bird Sara. Totally different plants, totally different oils, different uses for the body, mind and spirit. So let's separate those two. So we're talking about Ravent Sara today. Now the Latin name for Ravent Sara is Cinnamomum camphora. And this is a tree that's actually native to China. And in China, sometimes the wood or the leaves especially are distilled. And when the leaves are distilled, they are high in something called linalool, which again, I think I mentioned this before, but lavender, it has linalool and that's what makes lavender relaxing. So these leaves are called the ho leaf. It's called the ho tree, so ho leaf oil. And if you're familiar with doTERRA, blends like Balance have ho leaf essential oil with that really beautiful calming linalool. In fact, it's pretty much all linalool. Lavender is about 35%. In the doTERRA collection, there is um, neroli, which is about 65% linalool. Uh, magnolia, 70%. Uh, honeysuckle, which doTERRA doesn't have, but the people that do their testing have this great Facebook page called the Aromatic Plant Research Center. And they were talking about honeysuckle being about 85%. And I asked the question, is, is there anything above honeysuckle? And they said, yeah, whole leaf is pretty much all linalool. Anyway, I digress. So this, the whole leaf plant is growing in China. It's called Cinnamomum camphora. That's its Latin name. A few centuries ago, someone grabbed some of those plants, took them to Madagascar. So different climate, different environment, this tree adapted, learned how to thrive, did really, really well, and produces a totally different essential oil. The plant was also given a different name, a Ravent Sara. So it's the same tree, Ho Leaf or the Ho Tree in China, and the Ravent Sara tree in Madagascar. But the essential oils that they produce are totally different because of their climate, soil, and environment. Ravent Sara has a little bit of linalool, but actually is really high in what's known as 1,8-cineol or eucalyptol, which makes eucalyptus so beautiful for the respiratory system. So Raven Sarah, where I use this oil a lot, is I love it in my nighttime diffuser. It's got a little bit of linalool to help relax and help you get a good night's sleep, but it also helps to open up the airways. So I'd really encourage you to keep this in the bedroom and pop it in your diffuser to help you breathe deeper and to get full breath throughout the night. You may even want to pop uh, this one in your shower. And when you have a shower, pop a couple of drops, not where the water hits, but outside where the water hits, and allow that, um, 
the steam to pick that up and you'll get this beautiful kind of eucalyptus scented raven sarah um steam coming up and really helping to support your lungs as well so really really great for that now if you are having respiratory problems this is when you'd really want to lean into raven sarah mixing it with the carrier oil rubbing it on the chest diffusing it constantly uh, all those different things is what makes raven sarah absolutely divine and absolutely magical in really helping you to you know breathe properly um and you know whatever challenge you're having whether it's ongoing with something like asthma it I've, i know people with asthma that really love raven sarah or people that um, are just a bit stuffed up and a bit congested raven sarah can be really helpful as well either breathed in or rubbed on the chest people who have found results both ways have been really really helpful the other thing i find raven sarah really great when you are feeling a bit kind of run down you know when we start to feel flu or we're just not feeling 100 percent and we get a little bit achy that's when you definitely want to mix your Raven Sour essential oil in with the carrier oil or a massage oil or something like that and rub that all over the body and you're going to find some really great relief not only breathing in that beautiful you know respiratory support kind of power of the essential oil but really good for aches and pains and a bit gives a bit of an immune boost I find as well so give that a shot if you're not feeling a hundred percent so on a metaphysical, on a deeper level, Ravensara really helps to offer a bit of resilience and encouragement to those that are no longer in their home. Just like this tree was picked up from China and put in Madagascar, it could have just gone, oh, poor me, I don't like it in here. I'm not in my home environment, but it's not like, no, I'm going to adapt, I'm going to change, and I'm going to thrive in this way, and I'm going to show who I truly am. So, you know, whether you just be traveling or if you've actually moved abroad, uh, Ravensar really knows what it's like to be displaced and alone and will also help you through meditation and through working with this one to grow, transform and benefit from the experience rather than not, um, you know, than making you shrink in that type of way. Ravensar is a really beautiful one, especially for the throat chakra when it's underactive allowing you to really express yourself when you're feeling incapable. You know, often when we're scared, we hold our breath um, and we don't know how to express ourselves. Raven Sarah brings you back to your full breath and helps you just with ease say the right words and help you to speak them as well. So Raven Sarah and Hinoki, both beautiful ones for really helping with strong um, self-expression. Uh, you can also use Raven Sarah to really help you to set clear boundaries with others. Through clear communication, you're obviously establishing what you choose to allow and what you don't allow into your life. And so if you struggle to say no, then Raven Sarah is definitely a really empowering essential oil to be diffusing and even anointing over the throat chakra with a carrier oil. Um, when you feel that you're being taken advantage of, um, you know, Raven Sarah really helps you to work out what's fair, what's balanced, and what's respectful in relationships. Because sometimes when we're in the middle of that, it can get a little bit blurry. So really great in that way. Now, when we look at the different parts of this tree, it's got white flowers, which kind of link it to the moon. And it's got black fruit, which links it to Saturn. So these two astrological energies, they kind of meld together within the Raven essential oil to create a vibration that is magical of the moon, yet disciplined of Saturn. And we talked about Saturn a couple of weeks ago. So Raven really helps to bring clarity of intention. He helps you realize your potential to, um, and stirs this kind of desire for positive change. You know, often in life, I find that we're clear on what we don't want in life. But if we don't have a clear vision of what we do want, a concise vision that's, you know, an alternative, then again, we're not giving, 
you know, we, we can't clearly communicate that to people, nor can we communicate that to the universe, and the universe can't align with us as well. Ravensara is also a really beautiful one. This is why I love it when you're feeling lousy and sick. It allows you to be fair on yourself. So if you're someone who tends to hold constant grand expectations of yourself, um, you know, and that discipline is really, really important, occasionally we do need to actually cut ourselves some slack and have a bit of rest. So it gives you the wisdom of when you should slow down, um, such as when you're hurt, when you're sick, when you're grieving, and allow that full cycle of healing to take place. You know, he, Ravensara is amazing for helping to release deep wounding and emotional pain that's actually started to manifest physically as well. So if you're finding that there's something happening in your body but you're not too sure why, um, then it could be a, a, a deeper reason, and Ravensara can be really great with that as well. Um, when it comes to rest as well, I just, I'm just i going to take a slight Gemini tangent. And I found something um, last night, which was talking about the nine types of rest. And often we think about rest as just getting some more sleep. But these are different types of rest that you could consider for your life. And Ravensara would actually um, really give you some um, empowerment in. So the nine types of rest. Time away. Permission to not be helpful. Something un- doing something unproductive is a type of rest. Connecting with art and nature is a type of rest. Solitude to recharge is a type of rest. A break from responsibility. Stillness to decompress. Safe space. And alone time at home. So think about them as I read through them. And was there some of them that you kind of feel that you're craving or that you're not getting? And that many of those, you know, and we're all different, many of them will bring us back to rest. And and sometimes we feel guilty about that. For me, it's alone time and time out in nature. And often the trying to please other people gets in the way of me allowing me to have that time. And then I become really cranky and hard to deal with. So, you know, Ravensara is a good one for me to work with in that way. And hopefully you can see different ways where it could help you as well. Ravensara, one little final note about the metaphysics of Ravensara. If you're one of these people who sometimes finds yourself thinking that life's all too good to be true and you start waiting for something to go wrong, then, um, you know, Ravensara really helps to open up the, um, the wonder of life and realize that sometimes things do go right and that's quite okay. So Ravensara actually assures you that life can actually be blessed and boost your ability to kind of trust the process and, and that everything's A-OK. Moving on to our next oil, and I'm really excited about this one because I think you might know that I have a bit of a passion for Australian oils. And this is an Australian oil known as Rosalina. Now, Rosalina is also sometimes nicknamed Lavender Tea Tree. And really, that kind of gives you a really great insight in what this oil does. It is considered to be a combination of lavender and tea tree in its effects. Its smell, it's part of the Melaleuca family, part of the tea tree family. Um, slightly, probably not as, um, or you know how tea tree has that real kind of cleansing, pungent kind of smell? Not not like that. It, it's, it's a bit softer in that type of way, and I really, really enjoy this one. So also known as swamp paperbark, grows in the southeast um, corner of the Australian mainland, as well as down in Tasmania. And it is this kind of tall, dense shrub or tree, got these pale white or, um, or kind of brownish papery bark, 
um, green leaves and these beautiful cream white blossoms as well. And she basically is at home beside streams and coastal swamps um, and has kind of got a reputation for being one of the hardiest native plants in Australia. So the leaves and the twigs are steam distilled and we get given this beautiful essential oil which is yet to kind of really make its mark around the world. And I think that it's actually one of Australia's finest gifts to the aromatherapy kingdom. And the challenge is because Australian essential oils haven't been explored thoroughly yet, their value hasn't been identified as much, and they haven't you know, been produced on such larger scales. So that's why they can be a little bit harder to get them. So where I'd recommend with your Rosalina is pop your Rosalina in your bedroom and pop that one in your diffuser at night. Now I know I've given you a few today in Kananga and Hanoki and Rosalina, but this is this idea of rotating your oils. Go with your intuition, create a system, just go one after the other, whatever it may be. I look at the astrology of different ones and diffuse according to the astrology. Whatever system works for you is going to be absolutely amazing um, you know, way of using this, these oils. Um, but Rosalina, really, really great because you're getting this kind of immune boosting and cleansing properties of this kind of tea tree attribute, but it's also really relaxing as well. Now, now that's proactively how I'd use it. Um, other ways of using it would be um, like reactively or if you're having some different health problems. Rosalina is really great for um, skin, like for cuts and hours and skin infections and that type of thing and, and cleaning and helping to heal different wounds. So applying it on there, maybe a little bit diluted, but it is quite a, a gentle oil, but best to dilute just to be sure. Great for acne, great for insect bites, um, also congestion, sore throats um, and coughs and that kind of thing could be really good um, over the chest as well. So really, really love this one. You can also use Rosalina to clean surfaces as well. So lots of different uses for this one, but you're going to really find it's a really magical essential oil. And I, I, it, it's so hard to try and describe an essential oil that you haven't experienced. So I'd really encourage you to grab some if you can. If you need help with that, drop me a line. And I can definitely uh, you know, recommend where to grab that from. So where would we use Rosalina on a metaphysical point of view? Well, remember it's this really hardy plant. So it really helps to offer support during times of adversity and transformation. However, this is the interesting thing. You know, sometimes when we're being challenged, we have this tendency to want to buckle down and, and I just hold on and, and, and deal with whatever. But because of her connection to water and being near water, she very much helps with the flow and change, the tides of change. So she really encourages flexibility, um, malleability, adjustability, all those different things to be able to, to change and move with, with something rather than just stand your ground. Rosalina it just really fosters compromise and looking for win-win situations rather than adopting a conquering or dominating approach. So if you're feeling challenged and you want to work with people rather than work against them, then definitely start working with Rosalina and diffusing it. Uh, it works really well with the third eye to help you get a greater understanding of circumstances. So anointing it on the third eye, just get it you know, around you or on you, and it's going to work really well as well. Um, she's really, really nice. Remember having those white flowers around the full moon? Because with the full moon, we often make a wish. It is a wish to bring something into our lives, sometimes to take something out of our lives, something for a healing or a change. So we're going, universe, 
bring me change. But we know that the universe reflects back what we truly are. So if we want to change in the world, what do we need to do? We need to change. And that's where Rosalina sneaks in and goes, ha ha, allow me to help you to change as well so that you can grow to become a vibrational match for that which you desire. So really, really beautiful in that way. Rosalina really helps you, those that are also timid to speak up or take a risk. She kind of gently nudges you forward. She's got this real kind of strong yet malleable energy. Um, she's really good at helping you to acknowledge what you're good at and also unveils how to share your talents without being arrogant as well. So sometimes we we learn from observing other people when we're young that speaking up is being arrogant or bossy or dominating. But there is we all need to kind of speak up at some point in time and, and hold, raise our hand. And Rose, Rosalina will help you to do that without coming across as arrogant, pushy or showing off or that type of thing as well. So whenever you're feeling kind of stuck or dormant, you can really let Rosalina shift you from that stagnation to booming newfound success and joy as you start to shine your light in the world. She's a really, she is truly a revolutionist for change, encouraging you to embrace innovation rather than fear it as well. So I love her for that. Um, so Rosalina is really great for those that tend to cling to un, um, outdated beliefs as well. Um, Rosalina also guides you past feelings of feeling unloved or underappreciated, encouraging you to give love and appreciation to yourself. You know, she offers both protection and courage to those who feel they must hide their healing talents or their spiritual side as well. So many of the people that, you know, possibly yourself that's listening to The Blessed Journey, you know, you've got your spiritual stuff that you love or your alternative stuff, but you're scared to kind of speak speak and share that to other people who could benefit from that. Now, again... What, by working with Rosalina in this different aspect, it's going to allow you to share in a caring way and go, hey, this is just something I'm trying. Would you be interested? And some people go, oh, yeah, definitely. And some people will be like, no. And that doesn't matter. But Rosalina allows you to offer. And that's what your role is to offer when needed, but not to kind of force things on other people. Um, Rosalina is really good for any past life work where possibly um, showing these healing skills or psychic and intuition skills may have you know, ended up where you were punished or even murdered um, for having those skills. And so you've got this hesitation that's still within you and still in your kind of soul. And Rosalina can be used to kind of help to clear that out as well. So really, really great with any past life traumas as well, even anything where you may have you know, been... Um, you know, premature deaths or torture or imprisonment, unfair treatment, isolation, all those different things leave a deep imprint on the soul um, as it goes through its journey. And Rosalina will really help you to face those fears, get get that out and, you know, do what you need to do now to shine bright in this lifetime. So a really amazing essential oil. I would encourage you all to grab some Rosalina. It's, I want to, you know, I'd love to be part of the the movement that allows us to discover the magic of essential oils that are in Australia. We kind of know good old eucalyptus and tea tree, and that's about it. But there are so many other different essential oils that can offer some magic physically and metaphysically as well. So that's a little bit about Rosalina. Okay, and diving into our final oil, it's star anise. Of course, star anise is this beautiful licorice-scented kind of um, essential oil. The, the fruit um, that grows is in these stars, and it's got the little seeds in it. You steam distill that, and that's where you get this beautiful essential oil. 
Um, apparently, um, some of the chemical constituents in star anise essential oil are what I use for t um, Tamiflu, which is, I, I think it's a European or a UK thing for when, like it's an antiviral treatment. Um, that was just some little bit of trivia I picked up when talking to a, an aromatherapist friend. Um, oh, well, you probably know Elizabeth Ashley. She was on the show once before. Um, she was telling me about that. And that was quite interesting. Where I would recommend star anise every, you know, keep it in your kitchen. And that's another one, along with your dill and your caraway to go in your veggie caps. It's another digestive oil. So it's going to give great benefits there. Where you might use it as a more reactive state is when you are burping, farting, cramping, or even I know people that have found it to be really, really helpful with parasites as well. So if that is an issue for you, you might want to try, you know, having that in a veggie cap, having a couple of shots in water, incorporating it in um, your, your cooking, or, um, you know, rubbing it on the belly could be really beneficial as well. So any of those different ways could really help with um, giving you a bit more digestive support. Now, where I really get excited about star anise is star anise is actually my favorite essential oil for the third eye chakra. Absolutely amazing. Um, I don't talk about it a lot because it is a limited time oil. It's very hard to get your hands on. And so if I talk about it too much and everyone, I'll just have to deal with people, you know, disappointing people all the time and telling them, sorry, I can't get it for you. I don't, it's not available at the moment. But really, really great for, um, you know, for helping you to look at different options. You know, sometimes when we start working with our intuition, we get a bit fixated, but those many arms of the star and fruit really helps you to explore the different aspects of, you know, spaciousness in life and what's available and all that type of thing as well. Star anise also is very much associated with bringing blessings into your life. Uh, and so if you have a wish or a desire, pop a drop of star anise in your hands, Rub, rub them together and then just like you'd blow out a birthday candle with a wish do that as well now star anise has a strong connection to both the fairy realms and the angelic realms as well so you if you're wanting to connect with either of them star anise really lends those kind of wings to the prayers brings them in opens doors to the heavens um and the fragrance is said to please the gods and so, you know, invokes their benevolence and their kindness and their blessings as well. So if you're really wanting to work with the spiritual realms, star anise is really beautiful in that way. You can also pop about nine drops, actually exactly nine drops, because nine is a nice magical number, in a little spray bottle and fill that up with pure water, natural water. So that's water you've got from a stream or a lake or the ocean or rain or so on. And spritz that around the house, focusing on spritzing in the four directions. And as said, that star anise is really, really great for helping to um, bring blessings from all sides or from all directions. Now, the other thing with star anise is, you know, there's nothing more inspiring than a night sky filled with millions of twink twinkling stars. And so star anise is a very relaxing oil and it can be really used and diffused or used in meditation to kind of help to evoke that sense of wonder and cause you to consider what else is out there and thus what else is possible. So like the night sky, star anise really awakens your sense of curiosity about the world and encourages you to start um, asking questions and start seeking to discover what miracles are possible and available to you in your life. You know, it's an amazing oil for helping to unlock the great mysteries before you. 
um, in enhancing the psychic and the intuitive skills, as I said before. So really great to have around if you're using tarot or learning tarot or oracle readings or I Ching or scrying or channeling or using a pendulum. Really, really beautiful and really beautiful to use, especially I find after sunset, star anise really um, emerges powerfully then. So those are eight rare different essential oils. As I said at the start, um, I was inspired to talk about these because they're available through um, doTERRA Australia at the moment. If you need information on how to get hold of them, please reach out to me, more than happy to help you out with that. Um, Plus, just one final reminder that I do have my mentoring program where we'll be looking at these oils and a couple of other oils um, and you get a voice message via the Voxer app each day and it will just say, hey, I want you to try using this oil in this way today. And it's just going to give you different ways to understand each of these oils and to experience them. Because it's one thing to listen to me and even take some notes or you know a couple of things stick in the mind. But it's another place to actually start using these oils, working with these oils and determining your personal relationship with them. So check out the notes of this show or shoot me an email or reach out to me and I'm more than happy to give you the information for that uh, mentoring program uh, that begins on the 16th of June, the day after my birthday. So that's all for this week on The Blessed Journey. Next week, we'll dive back in. There is lots happening in the second half of June. We have a solstice, we have two retrogrades, and we have a full moon. So we've got a lot to talk about. But luckily, we live on Blessed Mother Gaia, who gives us all these natural gifts to help us on our way. We'll talk about more of them next week. Thank you so much for joining me on The Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.